is our current temperature. In the studio with me this morning is Sheriff Martin Edwards. Good morning, Sheriff. Good morning, Vanessa. You're going to have to get up early, sir. <laughs> you know, all you had to say just a minute ago was tomorrow will be sunny and 75. Oh, I wish. That's all you had to say. I Sunny and 75 in um, San Diego. Well, all right. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have another weather event tomorrow. And uh, uh, as usual, we always caution everybody to get an early start. And please slow down and get there safely. Uh, a little bit of ice ahead of the snow will just make things a little bit worse. Although I'm hoping if the temperatures are up a little bit tomorrow, maybe the salt will work a little quicker. So, again, word to the wise. Last time, you know, folks had slowed down to about 35 miles an hour on the four lane. Uh, I certainly appreciate that, and I think your fellow drivers do too. So, early start, get there safe, and, uh, you know, and, and, and just keep paying attention to the weather. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's all supposed to happen uh, starting at uh, uh, midnight to uh, 6 tomorrow. So, winter storm morning. All right, what's going on at uh, the sheriff's office? There's a lot going on. Um, the thing that I was hoping we could talk about this morning for just a few minutes was uh, personnel. Sure. Uh, we have con continually uh, battled personnel shortages. And by that, I mean uh, trying to attract, recruit, train, and maintain uh, people to work. Uh, on both sides of the house, uh, the, the jail, which is the correctional officers, and and then the patrol side, uh, which is, of course, are the, the deputies you see on the street. Uh, this month, I, I lost three three jailers to, to the private sector uh, because at the end of the day, it, it comes down to paying benefits. And when they can make four and five more dollars an hour, you know, in the private sector or go to a, a neighboring county that pays four or five more dollars an hour, uh, they're going to do that. It, it, I guess it only makes sense. Uh, uh, you're in it to uh, provide for your family and build your future, and that's what we're looking for. So statewide, just in law enforcement in general, it's it's become terribly competitive. Uh, neighboring uh, the bigger towns and, and counties are offering sign-on bonuses to try and attract officers. Uh, Out-of-state is, is courting... Uh, in-state officers to try and, and pull them away and come to their departments. Uh, we're just like anybody else. We're, we would like to attract certified officers uh, to save us, you know, not only the, 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 the cost of the training, uh, but also to have somebody with a proven track record um, that, that has the experience so, you know, we get way ahead of that, that curve bringing them on. Um, like I said, I, I'm short in the jail right now. Uh, as you may remember, uh, a few years ago, we got so short we had to close. Uh, I don't want to have to ever go through that again. Uh, we, we need to attract uh, good people, and of course, uh, along with that is try to be competitive with area agencies so we can you know, attract them and keep them here and, and, and ultimately have somebody that really knows the business in your work center. Uh, on patrol, we're kind of in the same situation where uh, we had three people uh, leave, uh, one for, well, actually two of them kind of back to retirement and then one that went to the city of Monmouth. Um, uh, it hurts. It hurts us a lot when we lose that many. Um, uh, it, it tends to shorten, uh, our availability, uh, compact that or compound that with the fact that people still get sick. They still take vacations, you know, personal issues come up that they need to go take care of. So, 
we're, we're running very thin, and, and we, we need to get past that if possible. So um, we continue to talk to the county board about seeing if we can at least make it a little bit more competitive uh, to attract and keep those people. Uh, also keeping in mind, you know, I, I know it's not an endless pot. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so you're, you're always trying to weigh, um, you know, what our revenue is, you know, into the county coffers versus what it's going to cost us to keep these people here because it's an essential service. We got to have it. Uh, right now, right now, today, we're paying our jailers uh, to start $15.65. Um, neighboring counties are paying $20 and change. So you're already up against that. The other thing that hurts us is when we finally get them through the academy and they're certified, the correctional officers, just like deputies, are a hot commodity. Uh, you've already got somebody that's been trained to the academy. They've been certified. All you got to do is plug them in and put them to work. Uh, at some point, I would like to be the guy stealing. Um, but uh, having just came back from the sheriff's conference, uh, that was a very hot topic. Um, and it becomes to the point where, you know, we're all in it together, sheriff for sheriff. But if I can steal somebody from you, I'm going to do it. And that's just the way it is right now. Uh, and the municipalities that tend to have a little bit uh, deeper pockets are the ones that we're losing them to as well. We're talking with Sheriff Martin Edwards. Sheriff, how many uh, jailers do you need? How many deputies do you need? Well, what I would, you know, our, our strength is, is set by the county board. And when we're fully manned uh, by the numbers we're allocated right now, there's 11 deputies and there's 10 jailers uh, and two court security officers. Right now, because the jail is so short, I've had to pull the court security officers back from the courthouse uh, to backfill the jail. I don't like doing that. Um, and we still have uh, transport responsibility. I want somebody at the door at the courthouse, but it's going to be very hard to do that right now because it all falls back to the jail. We have to have a jail. We have to have a jail. It has to be manned. Uh, there's, there's safety issues. There's liability issues. Uh, so that that almost it's a priority, and you might not see that on the street uh, when you've had a burglary complaint. But at the end of the day, that that has to be where where we concentrate resources. Uh, I prefer to do it comfortably. Um, it kind of goes back to our jail situation, and, I'll, and I can talk about that briefly. Um, in fact, it's probably a good segue. As you know, that we, we've been trying for some time now to, to get plans together, get a jail built. Um, we, we have those plans in place, and we just recently got some numbers uh, from the company that we've been dealing with. Uh, it's Frankly, it's not what we wanted to hear. But before I throw that out there, let me say this. Two or three years ago, when we first started looking at this, we didn't have all the inflation we're dealing with. And, and material shortages, and so on and so forth. So we were hoping to get a facility built for maybe around $12 million. Uh, right now we're being told it could go as high as 18 and a half. It's a horribly shocking number. And they told us basically that what materials cost two years ago are now two and a half times higher than they were before. So now, now you're really stuck. And then you gotta ask yourself, what are they going to be like two years from now, four years from now? You know, should we have done this 15 years ago when I first started talking about it? When is ever going to be a good time? Um, 
Right now, um, the, the Citizens Committee, uh, led by Chip Ogren, uh, is trying to determine uh, how much of a, of a sales tax would support that. One um, percent or less is the target. We would certainly like to see it less than that. Um, and it, and I, I'm not the expert on finances, first of all, but I, I'm told that the county has a good credit rating because we don't have any debt. Uh, and certainly don't want to acquire it, but conversely, we're back to the same problem with this jail. Um, it's 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 substandard. It it's something's got to happen at some point in time. We we can't stay in it. Um, so we're kind of waiting to see what those numbers are going to fall back to. Um, if we went to an even smaller facility than we were hoping for, it would be about fifteen and a half. Uh, not what we want to do because. Um, there's sight and sound considerations. There's all the segregation you have to do. And we've had some some informal talks with Henderson County, uh, thinking maybe if we get a new facility open, we might be taking their inmates in. Um, not trying to speak for Henderson County, but you know they're, they're having similar problems over there as well. Uh, when you've got facilities that are well past 100 years old, something's going to have to give. So uh, we're working towards that. Uh, I, I, again, I, I just want to get it out there. It's, it's not going to be cheap, uh, but, but nonetheless, it's something we have to do. Um, so again, as, as those numbers come in, I'm sure we'll be sharing them with everybody and, and, uh, trying to further explain our stance, why we need to do this and, and how we're going to do it. Okay. And in order to get the tax to support it, that would be a referendum, correct? It would be a voter's referendum uh, at the end of the day. Uh, it's a couple-step process. The county board, of course, would have to uh, generate th that order if you <coughs> Oh, pardon me. Got you choked up there. Yeah, it got me choked up. The county board would have to place it out as a referendum, and then the voters ultimately would have the say-so in it. Okay. And um, how long do we have until until that jail... I mean, you said it's substandard. How much life does she have left in her? Uh, it died a long time ago, in my opinion. Um, we make do with what we, we have, and, you know, every year we get inspected by the Department of Corrections. And, uh -huh. and, I, and I go out of my way to make sure that the place looks as good as it can. Uh, we're not going to purposely bomb an inspection just to support our cause, but we still have the unending problems. We are still sending females to Mercer County because we don't have the sight and sound. Um, so we're still paying $42 a day per head. We got four in there right now, two that are supposed to be in the Department of Corrections, but of course with the governor and the DOC's uh, slowdown and stoppage, uh, we're, we're, we are still paying for them to sit there. Um, but you also run into situations with, you know, people that have to be isolated. We had a couple inmates have COVID, came down with it. Two people in a whole sub block by themselves so others are cramming into other spaces. Uh, the plumbing is terrible over there. Uh, I'm loathe to spend money on projects that should be done because it feels like you're throwing good money after bad. Mm -hmm. uh, some years ago, we had a pipe break in the basement that flooded, destroyed a whole bunch of records and, and created a wreck and a mess. And we're just constantly fighting things like that. A generator that doesn't want to work, stairs that collapsed a few weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> It, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's it's just not a, a place that can it's conducive to a good work environment. 
and to some extent that compounds my my retention problem because the the people that work in the jail are crammed in there they've got a tight workspace uh and and that wears on them too and and if nothing else be concerned with with you know your your sons and daughters that work there uh and try to think about the fact that they have to work in that environment and they need a good safe place to work too so okay and if there was a number that you needed that do you feel money is the the real issue on keeping jailers and and deputies and if so what's that number and and how would county board react to that or what are the what's the protocol for county board to make changes to pay they can they can offer an out of cycle uh, pay increase in fact we did that with the jailers when when i lost all my jailers a few years ago the, the board did that they they came back and, and gave all the jailers a two dollar an hour pay hike that allowed us at least to go back and attract a few more people and get the jail stood up again. Uh-huh. Um, but what the deputies are looking at, what I'm hearing from them is comparables. Why should I stay here and work for you when I can go to this town, you know, and, and make fifteen, twenty more thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. where they have more people, so I'm not by myself, you know, which sometimes happens, um, and and just essentially, I, I see I have a value elsewhere. And again, that, that's a statewide problem, which has prompted many agencies to start offering the hiring bonuses uh, and pretty darn good pay. Uh, and it almost sounds like, well, you guys are being greedy out there. You know, how much more? Well, that's just reality. When, when other agencies are paying that well, and the other problem you've got is just flat-out recruitment. Every agency will tell you that 15, 20 years ago, you know, we had two or 300 applicants. Now we're getting 15. So people are not wanting to come into law enforcement. Uh, the, the national mood that, that, was, that uh, came about some years ago, this, this Senate Bill 3653 that you keep hearing us talk about, turned a lot of people off. We had 18 sheriffs statewide said, I'm done, and left mid-cycle. They retired. So you, not only have you got this storm where there was trouble even trying to do the job, and then you've got leadership uh, that is demonizing you for what you do, Nobody wants to come to work in law enforcement anymore. We need to get that back to the, the proud practice that it still is and, and make it uh, at least attractive enough to want to do that, make a career out of it, and make that career where you're at. Okay. Anything else you want the audience to know this morning? I think I've pretty well thrown it at everybody. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in and giving us an update. Well, yeah, I appreciate the time. Absolutely. That is Sheriff Martin Edwards with us on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1. It is 830.